Welcome back to I Hate the News. Welcome, welcome. Do you hate the news? I mean, always. <laughs> I hate the news too. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm okay. Just had something to eat and now ready for this podcast. Ooh, you sound like you're just like ready to get in there. What What do you want to talk about? Um, <laughs> you always have like a list, like a functioning like list at any given time of like shit you want to like rant about. <laughs> I don't right now though. <laughs> I love it. I love that you don't. The um, one time because... I'm like ready to go, but I got nothing. Um, yeah, no. Uh, um, I have something actually. Did you see the um? You see the God's Plan video for Drake? Yes, I did. You saw the video? Yes. Did you get emotional? No. I forgot. <laughs> You're like ice cold. In the yeah, heart. no, I mean, <laughs> I have no soul, right? Um, That's terrible. I cried like twice during the video. Did you really? And I feel awful. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Tell me why you loved it. And then I'm going to tell you why it didn't move me. I didn't hate it, but I wasn't moved by it. I loved it because they, uh, one, they staged it well with all the reactions and stuff, which I thought was great. And then I liked that they used the word staged. Continue. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what I liked about it is um, I'm very aware of the fact that like a lot of the stuff is staged because I'm a filmmaker, right? But, right. but here's the thing. The, the thing that got me all emotional about it was that like it's still a million dollars that was given to a bunch of people and it's going to get a bunch of young people who look up to this guy to, to do similar things. Like it's a cultural yeah. moment. More and more people are now going to try and do nice things because it is actually catching on. Doing nice things for people is like kind of viral. People, mm-hmm. Yes, continue. Yeah. Continue. In- <laughs> no, that's it. That's all I have to say. I don't, I don't have anything else. Like my thing is just it's a super positive move and yes. it's positive and um, it'll probably affect culture. That, that, that's what I got all emotional about. And plus, and I, I love the song. I love the song. See, I don't love the song. Um, I, I don't understand what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I love him. Like, I, love I, I don't him. love him. I just love the song. The thing is, I do love him. But I love, like, here's the thing. I really love the juxtaposition of Drake, right? Mm-hmm. So I love, if you're reading this, that's, like, my favorite album. Yeah, actually, that might be my favorite um, one, too. Though it changes all the time, but... I just from like from the first song to the last song, it's just solid. It is, and um, and I love it. And the thing is, I love that to to contrast that with like Jewish North York Drake. Um, I well, love. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God's love, playing video. I love that he's like a really complex human being because yeah. we all are. Yeah. But like, he doesn't fit into any kind of stereotype sure. of of his, the kind of artists in his like genre of, of music, which, which I love, right. um, which is probably why he's so, he's so popular. Um, but with that said, I don't love God's plan because I just, I don't know. I feel like it wasn't. <laughs> I feel like that was a long runway and then the plane didn't take <laughs> off. Okay. No, it's just, okay. Because I, I love something where like, 
I feel like yeah. What, the what, like, what what's what's your what's your like norm like? What was your first reaction? Like, what was it? I was like, oh, like the the line about like loving only a mom in your bed is gonna be like really cool under like a bunch of girls Instagram photos and guys. Like, we were all quoting it. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So like, it's clever, but the rest of it is just weak compared to like the shit I've seen him put out before. Like, I'm what? totally comparing okay. it. This is to, like. I know. His I, Stuff. obviously it's all subjective everybody has their own opinion but i feel like to me that song is such a feel-good song as soon as i put on i'm in a good mood and i also feel like god has a plan <laughs> 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 but uh it's just a positive yeah, song God has a plan and he's jewish and he's he's definitely like one with the lord but, so but, but all of that is overthinking it right it's like you just kind of like sit back and the song has a vibe it's got a great vibe and the the the, the, no. the uh mm-hmm. the music video has a vibe and it's positive and it's it's like, I, my question is, what do people want then? Like, okay, so here's the thing: <laughs> I, I didn't feel a vibe. Like this song, I'm just like, it's forgettable to me. That's me and Zan just geek out about how much we love it. My son, that is. <laughs> he texts no, me. I'm still listening I, to it. <laughs> it never feels like a vibe to me. Now, to to be fair, I started listening to it when I'd already been listening to the Black Panther soundtrack. That's fair. Which is like. I don't know. I just feel like you can't. Well, let's let's go into that because there's really not much more to say on this. Like, well, uh, I will say that with the video, it's totally a feel good video, but it just feels staged. But it It totally is. All of that stuff is. But don't you think all videos are staged though? Like that. My point is, all of that take that for granted. Like all videos are fake. There's that. But if you if then instead of that you just instead of shaking booty in your camera, you're like you're giving away a million dollars. It's kind of cool. It's def- that's definitely cool. I'm sorry that it rained all over your parade. No, there's no, there's no rain. I'm not upset at all. Uh, you've already admitted you're a grunt. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm glad that, <laughs> that he totally that he totally gave away all this money. It's super commendable. I'm always very charmed by him. I'm just like never just like blown away from like people being decent and then like wanting to show, look how decent I am. I don't think that's what he was doing. I think it was more like, look how decent we can be as people. It was more like you can do stuff too. Like I'm the biggest guy and instead of doing this, I'm giving a million dollars away. So like you could do, but to be fair, everything is open interpretation and we just fall in different parts of the uh, spectrum. Yeah, no. That's totally cool. I think the whole, the whole don't tell the label thing is like what annoyed me the most. Oh, I see. Yeah. But anyway, Black Panther soundtrack. Which, which I've only heard a few songs of, like I tried listening to it and I just haven't had time. I listened to a couple of songs. I really like them. Um, What did you think? I really like it. Like for the most part, from start to finish, except for anything that the weekend touches, because you know how I feel about him. This is hilarious because um, that was my favorite song. <laughs> ew! No! <laughs> I hate it. Well, we have been agreeing too much on this podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, no, this is like who we are, really. Right. Um, like I'm the Debbie Downer. Um, um. No, I just I hate the weekend, except for. Um, you you actually showed me his like Kisslands album and like yeah. I like that track off of that album and like you I'm just like you might like his early stuff a lot um I, I'm actually I, I know his stuff but I don't know his stuff so I've actually been diving in and like going back and listening to it and Kisslands is really good it's the one that everybody hates though I think okay but I really like that, that one sense. the EPs like it. <laughs> yeah the original EPs are really good yeah the three EPs I listen to those um. I, I, I'm, I'm not like a huge fan of everybody else. Like I don't know his stuff that well, but every time something comes on, I like it. It's got a bop, you know. No, I don't. Uh, know. No, okay, you don't know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
I just really don't but like you... anything he's ever made. I don't dislike the guy. I just like I've actively disliked any song that like when it comes on the radio, I'm like, ew, what's this? And it's always his. That's gonna be its own like podcast episode. So how much I hate the weekend. Yeah. I need to like write down all the reasons why. Yeah. I do have several, but I won't get into them right That's now. That's the one where probably like the listeners will get really involved. <laughs> <laughs> but um but uh but in the meantime, uh, Black Panther. So you don't like the weekend song, but the rest is cool. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much love anything that Kendrick touches. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, and so I just think, I don't know, I, like we were saying with the, with Drake's God's Plan, like I feel like it just has a vibe from, from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, I can I put have it to... on in the background. and That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have to listen to it properly. I tried to listen to it a couple times and I really like the tracks, like I said, but um. Uh, I don't know why I couldn't get into it. Like, could have been a timing thing too. Like, I was doing other things and listening, you know. But mm-hmm. um, uh, the one thing that I did notice is that did you does, doesn't it kind of just feel like a Kendrick Lamar playlist? Like, it like, does. like how More Life was, or you know what I mean? But, but instead, what he, instead it's been like curated under this Black Panther banner, which I think is really cool. I hope I hope more artists do this. Yes, I was gonna say I I actually am like one of those dorky people who like usually like likes listening to soundtracks right Mm -hmm. Um, but this one feels more deliberate or something yes it's not like a typical which is part of the reason i liked it Um, it's in the movie i've heard like the songs are in the movie it's not a typical like cheesy Mm -hmm. or just like typical soundtrack where like there's like one or two hit songs that like maybe get played on the radio and the rest of it is just like crap you're never gonna listen to um yeah exactly no it's not a good quality did you know did you be interesting go on It'd be interesting to see if other films do similar things with their sound. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, this one kind of lent itself to that, so it, yeah. it, it depends. But um, I mean, they could even do that with the Marvel movies and stuff. They could give it like one one of one of uh, the movies to like I don't know, just bad example, Taylor Swift, you know, and have her yeah. curate a soundtrack. But but um, you can you imagine? No, that was that was a terrible example. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, and it gives. The, uh, it gives the artist some power, but I like that Kendrick went in and actually curated like an album. It wasn't just like a bunch of songs, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really cool. I I, I want to see more of that. Um, what else? What else? Oh yeah, did you know that? Um, uh, what's his name? You know, Illmind, producer Illmind. We follow. I follow yes. him on Twitter. Uh, I only know him through my because you've mentioned. Yeah, him, and, yes. and and we tweet him all the time, and and we interact and stuff, but um. Uh, he produced, uh, is it X10 or whatever? Yeah. X, right? Yeah. Yeah, he produced. That's one of my favorite, favorite. Yeah, me too. He produced that. that. He yeah. co-produced that with another guy. I thought that was pretty cool. No, that one's one of my favorites. Yeah, me too. I'll have to, I'll have to look up his other, his other. He's doing uh, good. He's doing really well now. Suddenly taken off. I think like all the stuff he's been doing on YouTube and stuff, it's, it's, uh, it's caught on. Like it's made people aware of him and now suddenly he's become a bigger producer. Interesting. Yeah, he was doing well. He did like 50, 50 cents albums. He did a couple other things. Um, I can't remember what he did recently. He did he did a couple songs with Huncho Jack. Okay. Yeah, and but now it's just I think now everybody knows who he is. He just you know it's the time for him. I need to have you teach me music things. It's not important really. It's just because I'm into like making stuff. That's why I make music. <laughs> so I'm like study the stuff. Um, anything else? What else bring on? You know, I'm in this weird place where, like, I'm not inspired by anything artistic, mm-hmm. like, at all. Nothing. And so, um, 
yeah, I mean, like, you know, I've been having, like, a little bit of a crisis. Like, am I a writer? Even though yesterday I totally wrote, like, what, what is arguably the only good poem I've ever written. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was laughing because you were like, uh, I don't know if I want to write anymore. Like, meaning, like, I don't feel inspired. And maybe it's just not the time to be, like, like the season for me to be a poet or whatever. And then, yeah. then I'm like, why don't you write about this thing that you just said really, like, poetically? And then you're like, hmm, let me try. And then you go and write your best poem ever. It's funny because I work really well under, under like time crunches. Mm-hmm. So like I told myself with that poem, um, you have 20 minutes. You've talked about this before on the podcast that when you give yes. yourself time crunches like that, you can do it. And we said how like you can feel like you're not a good artist or poet or whatever. But the minute you force a deadline, like let's say by tonight, I have to write something. Yeah. Then stuff comes out. Yeah. It's right now though. Like I'm having to force myself more than ever. Like, do you think it helped having a, prompt like you were talking and i pointed something out in in something you were saying and then you ran off and wrote like i don't know if yeah. you would have noticed it the same way yourself that this was on your mind no there's there's probably like a lot of truth to that i'm not one of those people who does very well at, like i'm going to like write about like i can't see no i, I i'm not I, me either write about it i've been realizing a lot that a lot of my best writing and my best art and everything comes from this mm-hmm. like subconscious place where I just sit myself and where I force myself to sit down and do something and I don't quite know what I'm doing mm-hmm. but like something's on my mind like let's say right now I'm thinking about my children right so then I'll write something about my children whatever comes out is what I'm thinking I just didn't like I wouldn't have been able to write that down if I was like trying to plan ahead yeah I think I think I used to feel bad about it um because I, I read other people's work and I always like see them um as like living this kind of like yeah but it's all a, very it's like, all an illusion right beautiful self-aware yeah kind of, kind that's of a like, really good point world. babe like, uh, like a- i want to talk about this thing where uh let's say you just talk about being self-aware right people i think what happens is when you're looking at artists from the outside you think mm-hmm. you think that um they're perfect because you're seeing all their like what is it their highlight reel you know you see like their yeah. best stuff and you think that they've placed every sentence in this poem here and this screenplay here, like exactly where they want it. But all it is, is that they've deleted yeah. all their mistakes. So when you look at it, it looks perfect. Like that's what editing it's is. True. And, and also like, I, I remind myself like having studied um, visual art for, for so long, um, so many years that a lot of the great artists, um, and the people that we hold up, whether whether it's Mozart or um, Da Vinci or you know Michelangelo or Shakespeare, all that shit was contract work. Like that was not like them sitting in their studios thinking about like how to craft the most perfect sculpture. That's a really good point. They were basically song. paid by, like, what, what was that rich family what? that used to, uh, the Matucci family, or something like that that That's- used. To- I should know my. I think that's um, was that was that Da Vinci. Michael one was my, it's one of those guys that was like the the mm-hmm. the uh, the family was paying for all of his art, so he had to make stuff like he had to produce, right? Yeah, like private private collections. Yes, exactly. And um, and, and yeah, absolutely. Um, well, and I, and I have to remind myself like these these people these things own that we hold up as like the greatest like yeah. artists of our time. They created these for a paycheck. Yeah. And the, and that's okay. It is. Um, because I think a, lo- a lot of the time that we tell ourselves that we can only create art for art's sake. Yeah. And it can't be political and it can't be for a paycheck. Right, yeah. Um, and, and 
that just simply isn't true um, when you look at, like, I don't know, all of history. Mm -hmm. And so I've tried to be a little bit gentler with myself, but I'm just, I'm in this weird place um, where I'm, like, just, like, really, my brain is just, like... No, I get it. I feel constantly nagged to create. Like, my body, like, my mind is telling me, like, you need to create, you need to... uh, You've mm-hmm. got something yep. in you that you need to put out into the world, but I'm just. Are you? Are, you are aware of the fact that like everybody feels this, right? No, yeah. and the reason I'm talking yeah, about I it know. is because like I want everyone to know that uh, that everybody, everybody goes like through this. Yeah, you yeah. know. Like um, I had, I had like I've had years where I'm not inspired, and I'm still making things. I'm still writing, and I'm still directing, and but it all feels like pulling teeth, you know. Yes, that's right. That's what I Yeah, and, and then suddenly something happens. <laughs> to be honest, it's always, always uh, like another piece of art or something that's like that inspires me. It's not that I try to copy it or anything like that. I'm just saying that something happens that lights the, the, the flame again. Mm-hmm. It's never like, I can never force it. It has to be like, I just read a book or I saw a movie and suddenly I'm like, bam, I got to write. That's, that's like what I'm seeking out mm-hmm. right now. Like I just whittle down on my social media accounts and like, I'm only like I'm trying to get inspired. So like you just gotta read a lot. You gotta read a lot. You gotta throw things away that you don't like. If you get two pages into something and you don't like, like it's not kid. Somebody should make us like a little jingle that like every time it cuts out like that, it just goes technical difficulties. No, um, yeah, usually it's me. So like, you know, I'm glad that it's you this time. So. Oh, was, it, oh, was that me? No, I thought it was you. It told me you hung up on me. No, it just it just went dead. <gasps> wow. So it's really it's anchor. It's anchor. <laughs> <laughs> what were we? They I don't the, even. They just they just updated everything, so maybe they did. Yeah, we should probably let people know they've updated everything, so we're still figuring out exactly how this works. And by um, we we mean eyes because I don't do any of that shit. Yeah, it's it's just me. When I say we, I definitely just mean me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so where were we? I don't even... We were talking about, um... You being a grump. Actually, that was way earlier. Go on. Hard, I mean, but always. Like, (laughs) we're still, we're actually still talking about that. in a different sort of way. Um, just how difficult it is sometimes to, to be inspired and how you have to kind of keep pushing yourself, um, to create Mm -hmm. even when you're not, like, not feeling it. Yeah. Um, and the various ways. Just like the stuff we always, we always kind of talk about, um, about how... You, you always see yeah, creatives yeah. as like people who are constantly inspired by the world around them and that's just like not the case like I'm so I'm really interested in a lot of things right now but none of them are related to art mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to I know exactly uh, what you're talking infuse, about it's a... infuse my art with like these kind of natural curiosities like so here's a dorky thing I'm doing mm-hmm. um I am like just started taking this like I joined this club mm-hmm. um, for bird watching. Bird watching club. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not cool at all. Yeah. Um, it's not dope. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not dope at all. Unless, um, you, unless it turns out to be or something. <laughs> but like it won't. <laughs> right, right. Because we had it today. I'm definitely the youngest person in this group. Um, <laughs> so you you and grandmas. <laughs> by like 30 years. Oh boy. Um, uh, and I love, I love it because- like, I think that's cool though. The reason I did it was because I needed it as like a mental practice mm-hmm. because I'm really bad at, uh, I'm actually, I'm really good at, at 
meditating, but I'm very bad at slowing down in the rest of my life. Oh, and, like, yes, you really, are. And really savoring things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, that's, that's literally what you do when you're bird watching is like, you, you have to sit around yeah. for a while. It's actually, I bet it's super relaxing. Yeah. And then, like, all you do is you look at it through binoculars, and then you're like, wow, look how, like, pretty this, like, thing is in nature. And, like, that's... I agree. I'm really glad you did it, actually. But promise me one thing. What? You will not have your phone in your lap. (laughs) Oh, my God, no. Because I can see you, like, lifting the binoculars every, like, half an hour just to make sure there aren't any birds. (laughs) Hashtag totally burning. Um... (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm like I'm such an old lady. Um, so yes, I I haven't I haven't um, brought my phone with me. I'm trying to be better about it. That's another Good. thing I'm trying to do. Um, but yeah, just like trying to infuse be present, infuse my art with you know these these other kind of interests. Um, mm-hmm. I started that. Go on. No, that's like kind of what I'm trying to focus on right now, and it's it's not proving super easy. Um, so please send me anything that gets you passionate, that you really love. Like send me all your links to like your work and other people's work. Oh, that's a cool idea to send us stuff to, to help it. us get inspired, you know, like when we're stuck. I need it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had something to say that, but like just lost in the middle of that thought. Um, you, you were talking about. No, it's gone. We'll find something. Yeah, it'll come back. We'll find something else. But uh, but I think it's it's um, something you said earlier, which really kind of caught me, and I was still, still thinking about it. Was uh, you said about like how when you look at other people's art and how like it look, it seems so effortless in a way, right? Yeah. And then then and and I and I realized when you said that that I think that's a lot of people struggle with that, like, including myself. I've kind of like over the last few years realized that that's like just a mind trick. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and that everybody feels like that. Everybody looks at and then when you accomplish something, you put it out, you realize everybody else looks at you like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and then you realize, wait, but I'm not who they think I am, but that's how they perceive you now because you've just put out this polished whatever final product. But you know, and you gotta re- and that makes you realize, oh, everybody's like that, including Steven Spielberg, all these big directors, poets, whatever. They're all just normal people that then represent this po- uh, present this polished version of themselves, right? And then makes, and also, makes like, us feel inferior, <laughs> which isn't the like, point, but yeah. You just have to remember that like whatever an artist has put out into the world, yeah. they, they're already disappointed in it because they expected yeah. it to be Even better. better and bigger and have other elements that it doesn't have. And, they and all they can see are the flaws in it. Yes. And they're surprised that you aren't noticing them. And that's why they feel like an imposter. Yeah, we all we definitely all have imposter syndrome, which we've talked about mm-hmm, before, mm-hmm. imposter syndrome. Um, but I'm definitely, I'm feeling that a little bit right now. Um, it's totally I mean, normal. Yeah. I know that I'm, I know that I'm a writer, um, you know, all, all the things that I, I've talked about on here for other people, but I it's definitely fun. am feeling it myself right now. So I think it really comes down to something super simple. Everything that you're just saying really just comes down to, I think you're not inspired right now. Right? Yeah. Because that is when, you, when you're lacking that fuel. To go and create. Yeah, I, and I don't know if it's just like generally being in America, you're just like fucking exhausted right now. Oh, that's um, that's fair. Really... I think you're really distracted too, just by yeah. what's going on, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like why I've been traveling more this year than any other time. Because like, <laughs> I've been traveling less. <laughs> escape my life. <laughs> oh, I hear you. That's why I think you just got to turn all that stuff off if it's possible. It's not because you still see it on Twitter and stuff, but. 
Yeah. Um, I have noticed though, like just seeing it all the time and hearing everybody tweet about it. And again, now that I'm online a lot, um, it, it takes up so much mental space. Like there's times where I should be writing or should be doing something. And I'm thinking about like how everybody feels about Donald Trump. Yeah. I actually deleted every app off of my phone. Except Good for you. Instagram because like, otherwise it just rots mm-hmm. my fucking brain. Actually, I ran into, um, I met a woman yesterday who's from, uh, San Diego and, uh, we met in, in a coffee shop and just started talking because, I must have a face that like tells people that I I want to hear about their life story. Right, so like, they're I'm like this girl looks like Uma Thurman. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> oh go my on. God. Um, yeah, rather rather than the girl from Fifty Shades of Grey, right. never which told I told me. I told my kid about that people think that you look like Dakota or whatever. Yeah, and uh, she was like, "No, no, <laughs> I don't see it at all." <laughs> Dakota Johnson is a beautiful woman, I agree. but I get told like <coughs> three times a week that I look like her, and I'm always so offended. <laughs> You're always like, "Is it my bangs?" <laughs> I'm like, no, it totally, I never get it when I don't have that. Right, right. Um, but but yeah. I, uh, I have, I guess I have one of those like faces and this woman and I started talking and she just moved here. Um, her fiance lives in DC and uh, she moved here from the West coast and she was like, is it always like this here? <laughs> and I knew what she meant by this. You what know? did she um, mean? She was like, is it, is it always like, she's like, people are so aggressive mm-hmm. Um, even New Yorkers will tell you that people in Washington, D.C. are more aggressive. Um, everybody has really? an agenda. Like, every, just like, everybody's right. like really kind of cold and withholding because nobody's invested in the local in the local population or the local art scene because they're all from somewhere else. So they've right. back only here for the policy. Right. And um, I never thought of it that a, way. It's a rough, like, time to be here right now mm-hmm. um, because either... Uh, either you're an asshole Republican and just like a generally a bad person, or <laughs> you're one of us who have to, has to put up with those people. <laughs> well, not all Republicans are bad people. You're talking about asshole Republicans. Uh... Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, not all Republicans. Republican. I'm sure plenty of, uh, plenty of Republicans are super frustrated with the situation right now. No, they are. And actually, um, yeah. I know, I do know several like kind of good Republicans yeah. who yeah, are very who are very frustrated. Um, me too. But, but you did it to yourself, so. Holy, <laughs> <laughs> <on. laughs> I mean, precisely. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but being here, it's 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 like really it's difficult. And she's like, I can't wait for us. To, like, I grew up in like a crunchy art community, like north of San Diego, right. and like I want to die every day that I'm here. Yeah. And, and uh, how do I get out of here? She's like, it's sucking all the joy out of my life. And so I know mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. like that's definitely. Like, I can guarantee you that's a big that part mode. of it because you, as you said that, my first thought was before you even said like that's probably it. Um, my first thought was like Washington would kill me. Oh God! Because no, I'm so that. not that like I'm not at all like crunchy granola any of that you know. But it's like, but it's just the idea of everybody having politics on their mind all the time. It's like get me as far away from that as possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I think that's what you're going through. You just made me realize that's what you're going through. And yeah, just like you can't be inspired in a place that's not inspired. Like yeah, if everybody's no, just super like, like you know practical about politics and shit like that, like there's a space for that for sure. But like maybe you shouldn't be in it, you know. <laughs> I will say that there is a very small but thriving uh, community of artists of uh, poets. Probably as a reaction, right? Well, no, no, like they've always existed. It's it's. But I like, wonder if it's getting more. 
if it's, it's DC's like black artist community right. because DC is a historically like southern black city, and that's never changed. Do you think it's more enlivened? Like it's it's more lively now because of like, you know, all the Trump, like the Trump wave essentially. Right as as a backlash, yeah. I don't know because I can't compare it. I have nothing to compare. Well, I'm only thinking of the fact that you're talking about it means that like you're aware of it and people are becoming aware of it, right? Yeah, no, Mm -hmm. for for sure. I mean, there there's definitely there's definitely that. So I I can't say that like there's no our community here because that's totally unfair. Um, But it's still surrounded by like (laughs) it's an oppressive kind of vibe, right? Yeah, a totalitarian regime. Um, <laughs> as we descend, it turns, I like how I'm just like I'm trying to like tiptoe around it. You go straight to George Orwell. Oh yeah, no, that's what it is. <laughs> 1984. You can't like have a degree in like Eastern European and Polish history and not think that we're just like this is fucking fascism. Yeah, okay, we've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rein the podcast back in. <laughs> No, I mean, this is what happens when we like take the no politics uh, rule not super seriously. Yeah, no, because um, like this is this is what you have to deal with with me. Like we the, we love you people podcast. that disagree with us. Yeah, yeah, I definitely does. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> no, we definitely need. A, I feel when like we start, podcast needs a Canadian on it. It's true. To, like, it's true. Mellow it out. I think when we, if we ever start doing these live, these podcasts, we're definitely going to need security for you. Oh, yeah, no. I'll <laughs> talk myself into some shit, like, like the rest of my life. That's why I love the podcast. I knew at some point it would pop off like that. <laughs> no, that, I mean, that's just my person. I'm always, like, a little bit reined in, right? So, <laughs> so how do we, how do we, do you, you know what, my, the right thing to do for you might be to just take a little break. Because I find that when I, from writing and all that kind of stuff, because sometimes for me, when I just take a little break, if it's like a month or so, then what happens is I'll try other things that, I, that I've always wanted to try. And then what happens is other things are so difficult that I find myself running back to the thing that I, that I know how to do. <laughs> and, and I do it really well because I'm like, I do this so well. That other thing is so hard. You're like, I'm naturally lazy. Let me just stick to what I'm good at. Right. I actually heard Tarantino say something very similar that like in between films, he takes time off to like, you know, like to, he wants to write some like uh, film literature, right? He's always wanted to, like criticism and stuff like that. So he starts writing it about like, I don't know, German turn of the century cinema or something. And he knows quite a bit, but you know, writing, in, writing a, uh, an, uh, an academic book on that is fairly hard. And halfway through, he's just kind of like, fuck this, I'm gonna go write a screenplay. <laughs> I love it, I love it. <laughs> and, no, and he I... says then going back and writing the screenplay makes the screenplay writing easier because you've just done this thing that's so difficult that you don't understand. So when you come back to this, you're like, what was I complaining about? Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that because the only thing in my life that I'm like, I don't want to say enjoying because that sounds sad. Like the thing that I'm like deriving the most pleasure from is training for this like really intense race that I want to do in the Yukon next year. Um, as you and do. How... What? I said, as you do. As one does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and... And so I'm getting, like, all I'm doing right now is, like, swimming, training for the Toronto Waterfront Marathon, which is kind of, like, a smaller Amazing. training or a larger part of the training that I'm doing for right. um, this kind of ultra, ultra marathon. And, and that's something totally, it's purely physical. Mm-hmm. I can totally check my brain out and I can just, like, push myself physically super, super hard. Um, right. So it's, it's, it's almost yeah. a form of meditation then. Yes, and it, so that I don't have to, like, it oh. doesn't require me to, like, 
weave words together at all. Right. But then there are some. It's the exact opposite, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of like what you're saying. Because um, mm-hmm. then there are times when, like, I've logged, you know, a lot of miles and I'm exhausted. And I'm like, fuck this. I just want to be, like, a fat writer. Yes. Like, just, like, I don't want to be held. Like, I just, I don't want it's to. The, it's it's that live, yin and yang, right? Like, you're. You... I want to live in my natural state of being, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. sick and writing and, <laughs> like, eating at home and, like, not this shit. Exactly. Um, it does work. Yeah, you have to like check your brain out mm-hmm. a little bit sometimes, and and I know that that's just kind of where I'm at. But I I worry that like, you know, when people come come to me to talk about like poetry or or art or writing, I know my brain is you know what like, I, nah, has nothing I, to offer. I know what you're saying. I feel like that too, though. And um, I feel like that like when I'm tweeting and tweeting because lately I've been tweeting a lot, right? And and the thing that it's taught me is that I I've always thought I don't have anything to say. Like, what am I going to tweet about? Right. Yeah. But what I did this time, I got myself in this habit that if I find myself thinking about something, like I'm contemplating something, uh-huh. I, I catch myself and tweet about it. Like, just go, okay, there's something in your mind, tweet about it. And then I find a way to just quickly communicate that and I dump it. And I've been tweeting so much, maybe a little too much. But what it is, is um, I'm now like my brain has now gotten itself into that habit of constantly monitoring my thoughts for possible tweets. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like I trained myself yeah. to do that. And, um, and I think, uh, what were you just saying a minute ago? I was talking about just like checking out, like checking your brain out of of one thing and allowing it to do something completely different in order to recharge. Right. Yeah, I had a point, but I forgot it. Um, but, <laughs> but but what I what I what I did want to say is the worst episode. This is my favorite. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, you you know you're talking about running, right? I was thinking that like one of the things that that always works is like when you're doing something really difficult, like running, and when it's finished, like right when you're super exhausted. Mm-hmm. that's a good time to make notes on a poem or anything to start writing ideas because you're, you're so tired that, 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 that critical part of your brain, it, yeah. it doesn't kick in yet. And you're also just, and your anxieties don't kick in because you literally just ran them off. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a good time to quickly sketch something and you can look at it later, make it better. But I'm telling you, you, you can access to your, uh, to your inner creativity in that moment. I'm going to give this a go later. Cause I have a run scheduled for like an hour. Yeah. Just mix. Wow. I blame you. Um, I think that like maybe Anchor wants me to shut up and stop whining because it's now cut out like three times. Yeah, and it wasn't me, I don't think it was you. I think it must be Anchor. Yeah. Like, this new update must be a little wonky or something. Yeah, like even like my recording timer that it, that it gives us like mm-hmm. when we are recording, it's like been off the entire time. It like has keeps, it? It keeps stopping at twenty five seconds and like. Oh okay. I don't yeah know okay, why. so they're probably gonna they'll probably put out a couple more updates next week or so just to fix the glitches. But um. Yeah. That's okay. We'll we'll just uh I'll add a little sound effects in between those little breaks and hopefully <laughs> yeah. if anybody falling asleep that wakes them up right. <laughs> they're like wow this girl is droning on and on i don't know do you remember what you're talking about you were saying and then it cut out i would mean, i was just complaining yeah because um, i was I, I was gonna say maybe it's like time to wrap up the episode i was gonna ask you about your what your recommendations were oh yeah let's do recommendations and then we'll wrap it up yes and then maybe we'll do another one in a couple of days just to make up for this one make up yes there's a lot of making <laughs> up to do um so, yeah, my recommendation, I'm just looking at my uh, laptop here, um, okay. was, oh, okay, so um, you probably don't know who Dave Dash is, but if anybody listens to hip-hop or has been for the last, like, decade or so, 
they should know. He's uh, the co-founder of Rockefeller Records with Jay-Z. Okay. And um, he basically, like, was the business end of Jay-Z's kind of, like, and he enabled him and was sort of a mentor. And uh, he also brought up Kanye. Uh, and you know how Kanye has this, like, what do you call it? Like, belligerent tongue or whatever? Yes, I love it. Yeah, it comes from Dane. Like, Dame has the exact same thing. And you can tell Kanye must have just okay. been like, oh, I can, I can just talk shit. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Yeah. So it comes from Dame. And Dame's known for, like, terrorizing, like, uh, uh, like boardrooms with executives and stuff because they're trying to take money from black culture, you know? I love it. Yeah. So he – just a, a personality. If you, uh, if you want to catch up on him really quickly, go find the Breakfast Club interview with Dame Dash. Okay. with Charlemagne. It's, like, one of the classic legendary interviews where he's just basically cussing out the entire Breakfast Club for – uh, having a boss. <laughs> I, I love this already. You love it. Trust life. me. It's so you. And um, anyways, he just put out an audiobook called okay. uh, called Culture Vultures. And it's about... Um, White people. It's kind of not really. It's more about just like... How, it, it's supposed to empower black people about like their own culture, you know? That okay. like a lot of people are making money off of their culture and you can make money off your own culture. Yeah. You know? And um, he... Which is so gross that it even needs to be It needs be to be said. said exactly. Right. And so he kind of like gives the keys to how he became like, you know, a multimillionaire and stuff and talks about, and it's not stuff like, you know, spend your money here or like, you know, uh, uh, savings accounts. It's nothing like that. It's like real practical stuff about how you level up, like how also like, like just how to live in the world, how to, how to, um, how to uh, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Like dealing with other people and stuff, like just how you, how you act as a man, you know? And just as okay. a person, as a good person, like how, uh, ethics, all that kind of stuff when it comes to business. And it li- literally, like when you listen to it, it's like jewels because this dude is super successful and he's giving to you like his philosophy, right? Interesting. Okay. But the coolest thing about the audiobook is that it's, you, you don't get it in Audible and stuff. You can get it in, uh, in your Apple Music or Tidal or whatever you have. So okay. You, so it's, you actually already have it. You just have to add it to your, um, to your Apple Music account and it's like whatever, 12, 15 tracks and each one of them is a chapter. And behind him talking like the uh basic narrating is like original beats by uh by like their production group oh that's really cool and so it's like Absolutely. it's like these dope ass hip-hop beats that are really well produced like unbelievably well produced and you, and the audiobook plays out over it and then it cuts out in places and sound effects come in or like if he's talking about like a ballpark or something you'll hear like kids playing ball you know what i mean like it's 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 cool stuff like that that's and really interesting i've never okay. actually heard anything like this like it's it's super innovative. That's what I'm, that's actually the most exciting thing about it to me. It's like it makes me actually think like I want to do something like that. Cool. No, I'll definitely have to give it just a sample it. Yeah. I, I love audiobooks too. I actually read most of my books because I commute so much. Um, I'll send I you read a chapter. A lot of books. I'll just, just Apple Music. I'll just send you a chapter. You can you can check okay. it out, and I might even post one uh, on Twitter. Awesome. Do it. Yeah. But yeah, that's my recommendation. So if you're interested in like you know. Jay-Z's come up, Kanye's come up, and just who was the guy that was responsible for all that and, and put them in these positions that they are now because he talks about why they're in these positions. Like, they're so powerful, right? And, um, and he helped them get there and, and explained to them, like, when you guys go independent, this is what you're going to do. And if you want to learn about that, this is the book. It's called Culture Vultures by Dane Dash, and you can get it on any of your streaming services. Cool. What do you, what do you have to recommend? Anything? I am going to recommend... Um, An old Polish cool. man. What? Not an old <laughs> a young, shockingly. Uh, I I feel like I haven't gone into my Polish corner recently. No, it's though, good. So next week, oh no, next week you can get get prepared. We miss for it. it. 
Yes. Um, Somebody's gonna have to make a jingle for that, though. No, I really do want one. We need a jingle, like seriously. Yeah, it needs to be polka, absolutely. But (laughs) but but it can't be like it can't be like culturally uh... insensitive. Yes. (laughs) So maybe not polka. Okay, fine. We'll find I'll find something. I'll find something cool and I'll give it to you. I'm sure one or somebody listening is talented and they'll want to do it. So, yeah. So what was it? Um, I actually want to recommend not an old Polish man. This is a young kid from a Cana- from like from Canada, from mm-hmm. a Toronto suburb, mm-hmm. um, named Billy Raful. All right, I yeah. I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Um, I heard about him. I want to say several months ago, and then um, last month I kind of looked up um, to see if he was doing any shows, and he was actually doing a show in DC um, oh, with ZZ cool. Ward, mm-hmm. and um, He's just super. He's really young. I want to say he's like nineteen. What's or What's the style of music? What does he do? It's kind of. I don't want to say folky, but it's kind of like a mix of like folk. He has like a folky sounding voice. I think you played a track for me. It to me it felt like folk and soul kind of combined. But he has this like. Excuse me. I don't know. This like really soulful. Yeah, folk and yeah, so like very powerful. Yeah, I thought voice. so too. Um, and he's done it. He's and I, and I feel like I've heard his name before. Like he's kind of like bubbling up. Yeah, he's popping. He doesn't have from from what I have found on Apple Music. Um, not all of his tracks are available, and I think what Canada Canadian store is different than what you can get in like the U.S. Apple Music store. Um, mm-hmm. There's like no full album yet. Um, you know what you should do after after this? Go into your uh, Apple Music and mm-hmm. just find the song that you like and share it from the bottom straight to Twitter. And if anybody okay, else yeah. has Apple Music, they can just click straight on it. If they don't have it, they can always search in their own thing. But then at least the title and stuff is right there, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just, he, it's, his stuff is beautiful. Also, he, um, he plays with different sounds. Okay. So some of his stuff is, like, really folky. Um, the first song I ever listened to is kind of folky. And then um, some of them are, have, like, kind of a harder kind of classic rock sort of sound. Which okay. Which is really my thing. But then he also did, um, he has an acoustic version of one of his songs that he redid with Avicii. Oh, right. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is like really kind of like fun. Mm-hmm. And I don't really so he's creative. listen to Avicii like at all. Oh, right, right. Uh, but I actually really like that version more than the original. So we'll post that too. He's creative. He's fun. Um, and so, yeah, if you're, if you're kind of like looking for like kind of an up and coming kid who's from Toronto. Canada, yeah, from Toronto. That's super cool. Um, he's, I Canada he's killing like it. More burby. Yeah, he's more like, I think it's from some small town. Still counts. <laughs> In Canada, <laughs> it's like an hour and a half outside of Toronto, but Toronto is like the largest city. Right. Um, well, he's Canadian. That's all I care about. Exactly. Um, um, cutie, cutie Canadian kid. So yeah, that's my recommendation. I'll link. All right. Yeah. I'll link it. Post links. Twitter. I'll retweet them. Um, anything else? That's it. I'm gonna go try not to be crabby. I'll tell I'll let you know how that turns <laughs> out for me. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.